You're listening to Chicago's Gospel Podcast, a show that explores how the unchanging gospel of Jesus Christ shapes your life in an ever-changing city. In each episode, we'll take you on a tour of the city to discover how the gospel speaks into both the unique opportunities and challenges Christians face in an urban context. This is a show from Chicago and for Chicago. So let's get to work. Welcome back to Chicago's Gospel Podcast. I'm Eric Viker. And I'm Will Pereja. And we're so delighted to have a guest that we've had on previously on this show, uh, Mr. Brian Dye. Brian, good to have you back. It's good to be back. Last time we talked about longevity in the city. You've essentially spent your whole life here. And if you haven't already listened to that episode, then pause this one and go back and listen to that one. Uh, because it will make so much more sense of uh, what we're about to talk about today. Um, We place a high premium here at Addison on ecclesiology, fancy way of talking about our theology of the church. Uh, we, We place a high premium on it. We believe that Jesus Christ died for his church. And if, and if Christ loves his church that much, then we also should love the church a lot with all of its brokenness, uh, of which there is much. He loves her, and therefore we should as well. But oftentimes people can misunderstand uh, or or they'll have a disconnect that shouldn't exist, and that is between being a a church member and a disciple. Some people are like, I'm big Hmm. into discipleship. I like discipling people. This is what Jesus said, go into all nations and make disciples. Uh, other people are like, you know, he, he loves the church. I just got to settle down, be a church member. Well, that's a that's a false, you know, division. A true disciple is someone who loves the church, and someone who loves the church is a disciple maker. So today we want to talk about how much discipleship is necessary to be a healthy church member or in a healthy church. Let, let's reintroduce these things that should be one and the same. So. Here's where I want to start. Brian, in your own words, what is discipleship? Or I know an author that me and Will like, uh, he likes describing it as discipling because it's very active in that gerund form of the word. It's mm-hmm. it's discipling. It's active. What is discipling? Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I like the term, just to add another one, disciple making. <laughs> Right, because yeah. um, I think it, it just adds the work element to it. Um, but the idea of, of a disciple is a disciple is a, a learner, it's a pupil, it's a follower, right? And so back in the day, if you want to learn a trade, you would apprentice mm-hmm. under a tradesperson, right? A, 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 an expert, a carpenter, or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, and uh, you would you would watch them. You would then they would gradually give you small responsibilities, right? And initially you're like, man, I just, I want to do the the real thing, right? And but they're giving you small bits and pieces so that you could catch on, mm. right? And uh, that's what disciple making is. It, it's you know Jesus, he called individuals. He first of all, let me say he he invited hundreds and thousands to come here and preach. Um, and, and, you know, but many of those, right, um, didn't stick around. So in our churches, we, we have the crowds, 
right? We we have the people who come for one reason or another, mm -hmm. right? Maybe because their parents make them come, maybe because, you know, they feel it's their religious duty to do um, whatever maybe makes them feel better, you know, so forth. Um, but time is true, is the true test of true disciples, right? Um, whether the weeds of this world choke them out, you know, whether their, their, their soil was shallow and, 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 and there's rocks, right? Um, whatever the situation is, time is the true test of, of a true disciple, right? right. right? It's good. And so Jesus in John chapter six, when he starts teaching that he is the bread of life and you must eat from me, it's like, well, people are like, oh, that's, that sounds a little, little too much, Jesus. I, <laughs> I, I liked, I liked the miracles you did. You right. gave me sight. You know, I love that. You know, you, you helped me walk. I love that, you know. But this whole teaching that I'm, I must only take from you and not take from this God or that God or whatever the case might be, uh, that's just too much, right? And so they walked away, right, and followed him no more. And so really what you have is at the core of it, you have about 12, right? 12 that, that he really spent time with. Um, he didn't just teach them in the way that we would think of teaching. He didn't say, "Okay, let's let's sit down and you know take out note your notebook and and so forth." It was as they're walking along the way. It's like, "Hey, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, right?" Um, he would teach in everyday life, right? Right. Um, as they're walking, as as they're walking, they're they're eating together. They're I'm assuming having fun together, <laughs> making jokes together, right? Yeah. Um, they're doing life together. It almost sounds like the Jesus you're describing is the Jesus is the is what um, was told in Deuteronomy on how parents ought to yeah. um, raise their children up. Yeah, very along, natural along the road, along right? the road along when the you bed. sit down, when you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's on the go, right? And we've all heard the term, right? It's it's often more caught than taught, right? Um, a parent could have told their kid, don't lie, don't lie, don't you ever lie, right? And then when the bill collector called the house phone, when we had house phones, remember those days? <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, the kid picks up the phone, he's like, uh, daddy, uh, the bill collector's calling, you know? It's like, well, tell them I'm not here, right? It's like, <laughs> or that annoying, you know, friend or whatever that calls all the time, right? Um, well, what is, what is the child learning? The child's learning. Yeah, he's, he's, he's catching or she's catching, right? That line's okay in certain circumstances when it benefits you, yeah. right? Um, and so a, just in the same way a child catches from their parent, right? Discipleship happens, right? It's, it's, it's not just what the teacher says, right? And this is, this is why Jesus says, you know, when they call him rabbi in John chapter 3, they ask him, where are you staying? And he says, come and see. <laughs> you know, think about that. Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Not where are you teaching? Where are you staying? Because they, they wanted to, to see what he teaches, not just hear what he teaches, right? And that's why at the, the, the qualifications of an elder, the I mean, if an elder ever steps out of their marriage, most churches are going to remove that elder. If the elder ever swindles uh, uh, funds, you know, they're going to be removed most likely, right? Mm -hmm. But if they're not hospitable, 
they don't ever have anyone at their house, right? It's like, oh, it's not a big deal, right? But that's literally a qualification of being an elder, is being hospitable, mm-hmm. right? And, and that could look different for everybody. It doesn't mean you got to have people live with you, but you have people over for dinner, you have people over for coffee, you have people for conversations, right? You you sit on your front porch, right? You, you, you welcome strangers and you make them friends, right? Because that's the way we learn, you know? A, a uh, an infant again learns to walk. Infant learns to talk by watching. No parent has like has a three less three lessons on how to walk, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's like so. And when, and when you add everything off that you're describing, which I think is thoroughly biblical, we have a disciple. But for our purposes, let's call that a durable disciple. Like someone who's not tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine, by every new fad that exists, either outside of the church or even inside of the church, you know. Um, and I think that's baked into the commission itself. You know, go make disciples, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. You know, I I heard John Piper one time say in passing, he's like, I I realized I didn't know everything that Jesus commanded. So he went through the Gospels for a few months and he highlighted every single command that Jesus had. Because he's like, hmm. how can I teach someone to observe all that Jesus has commanded if I haven't paid close attention to those commandments? So, Brian, do you believe that the type of discipling that you're describing, disciple-making, life on life over a long period of time, uh, I'll butcher how eloquently you put it, but time being the the, the true test of, of discipleship. Do you believe that that kind of discipleship is actually, actually the recipe for teaching people all that Jesus has commanded? Yeah, I mean, again, you, you think of a parent, you have 18 years, right? 18 years to, to impart into your child the lessons that you want them to take with them as they go off to college and have families and so forth. Right. Um, and you know, so when, when Jesus took three years with his disciples, um, and, and again, we try to fit discipleship into a six week class (laughs) or in a Sunday sermon. Right. Mm -hmm. And those all have their place, not, not down, sizing that right mm-hmm. de-emphasizing those um but they have they're a part of the pie right they're a part of of the process and so you know uh, it, it's it's really again taking the time to i mean how many times did jesus even say the same thing over and over again you know um you know uh how much how many times did he call them to have faith right and the you repetition think, you're saying repetition. is part of the discipling yeah, process. It's part of it, right? It's not sometimes we think of this discipleship as like gaining more information. There's only so much information a person can comprehend. True. Like yeah. True. our education outpaces our obedience. Yeah. Usually we know more than we actually obey. Right. And that that's what you allude to the Great Commission, teach them to obey, mm. you know. Um, all that I've commanded you, not, not to know, know yeah. right? Because people could pass a test, you know, and 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 be horrible at the application of it, you know. And so it, it's it's again teaching the teachings of Jesus over and over again to people get it. I, I think another key is is helping people to understand how to study the scriptures for themselves, right? How to how to do the basic spiritual disciplines, how to pray, right? So how have you done that with people? Yeah. yeah. So. 
individuals that I disciple, um, so I, so I always look at it in two parts, right? There's there's the there's the uh, formal and there's informal, right? There's in, in our schedule, our busy schedules. If we don't prioritize stuff, we don't. If we don't put it in our calendar, it won't happen, right? That's that's what me and Heidi, twenty three years of marriage, we have every Wednesday night is our date night, right? Because we we know that if we don't plan it, if we don't schedule it, stuff happens, right? Um, but if 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 my only time that I dated my wife was Wednesday nights, like she would. Oh, I'm just like just like everybody else who gets a meeting with you, you know, and uh, she wants more, right? She's my wife; she deserves more, mm-hmm. right? And so, so yes, there's the formal, there's the planned, right? But then there's the informal, like, hey, babe, let's go drop what we're doing. Let's 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 go watch a movie, right? Hey, let's both take the day off work and let's go go to the lakefront, right? Enjoy this wonderful city, um, and. Uh, so in the same way with discipleship, so so I have formal times. So I I have like a few jobs that I do. I, I'm a I, I have a very busy schedule, and so what I offer is early mornings, uh, six thirty, seven, seven thirty, depending on the day, and and I'll meet with somebody either at my house or meet them at a coffee shop in between us, um, whatever works, and we just walk through Ephesians together. And we do an inductive study, basically just, you know, read Ephesians 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, mm. called by the will of God, right, so forth. And, and I'll just start asking questions of verse 1, you know, who is Paul? Well, tell me what you know about him, right? What does it mean to be an apostle, you know? Uh, what does that look like? What, what is an apostle, right? And um, we'll just do that, you know, because I, I think, you know, we're— we're used to sitting on a, in a Sunday service and just receiving whatever the preacher tells us. So if we have a good pastor, that works great. If we don't have a, pa- a good pastor, right, who, who teaches the Word of God, then that, that's very dangerous, right? Hmm. Because, because people just receive whatever they, they hear from their pastor, right? We got to help people understand how to look at the scriptures, how to observe it, how to pay attention to it, right? And, and now how to obey it, right? So as we do that, as we walk through Ephesians, usually we just do like four to six verses a, a day, a week. And um, then my takeaway is, okay, what, you, what, is, what is your takeaway from this, right? What is God calling you to do? You know, what is God calling you to obey? What is God calling you to believe, right? What's the application? What's the practical application from this, right? And then we spend time praying. Um, and, and, you know, we also spend time, you know, just asking each other questions. What have you been reading lately? You know, how are you spending your money? You know, and it doesn't take long to, to realize, like, what their idols, their specific idols. We all have idols, right, mm-hmm. that, that have not been cl- fully cleaned out yet, you know, that, that tend to take up space, you know, and so it's, it's asking questions to identify those idols for both of us, not just them, but me as well, right? Um, so that's the formal time. And then the informal is I'm going to speak somewhere, you know, I invite them to come with as I'm preparing a message. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm studying on this text. Why don't you come join me as, as I study? Like, it's stuff I'm already doing, you know, so I'm not adding stuff to my schedule. It's like, hey, I got to put up a fence, you know, Come with me to Home Depot. Let's get some wood. And, you know, hey, I've never put up a fence before, but let's watch this YouTube video and figure this <laughs> out, right? And um, So here, I'm going to interrupt you. Doesn't that slow you down? 
But again, like it's stuff I'm already doing. Like the the. But if you're inviting somebody, if you're inviting somebody to join you in the doing, you know, wouldn't you get it? I mean, I guess two are better than one, but. You know, as I think, have you ever when tried putting up a fence by yourself? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you need someone else to hold, yeah, like yeah. where you pour the concrete, touché, right? Touche, yes. And and you know, uh, you're doing that thing with that pole that does the, the hole, pole whatever, digger, the yeah, pole the digger. digger. Yeah. Have you ever done that for too long? You're like, you find a young person, you <laughs> know, right. be like, hey, let's spend some time together. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, dig, yeah, dig yeah, that yeah, hole for me, that. right? Um, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, like, you know, I have children. And sometimes to do something with my kid or to teach them something feels like it just takes longer. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I'm asking. Yeah. But the the so your kids, right? You you could say, Well, I'm not gonna I'm just gonna do the dishes, I'm gonna set the table, I'm gonna cook the dinner yeah. or whatever, right? That's the temptation. And 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 then you're just doing that year after year after year, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, it may take a little more work now, but in a few weeks, I'm not gonna have to set the table no more. I'm not going to have to uh, clean the dishes no more. I'm not going to have to cook the dinner no more, right? Yeah. Now you're chilling because you put a little more work in the beginning, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing with And this. then you've given that kid skills. Yeah, you've given them skills, right? You've equipped them, right? Same thing again with, with disciple making is, you know, sometimes I've gone places, and, and I, I only do this because I caught it from somebody else who discipled me. It's like, I'll show up, I'm supposed to teach, and uh, five minutes before, I'm like, are right, you ready? <laughs> you know and uh because I, i'm like this is a lesson i've taught you before you've heard me teach this before like you got it go wow. do it. you know or I, i'll have them do a part of it you know yeah yeah um and the the you know making leaders which i think is equivalent to really a fully developed disciple sure. right is it, someone who's a leader in 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 the kingdom sense of it right Leaders aren't, they, they're, they're not just, they don't just pop up, right? Um, they don't even, even if they take seminary courses and get a degree, they're not just going to become a leader just, again, because they know That's knowledge, right? right? Um, it's through experience. Like each of us, we can look back at some of our first times preaching and be like, oh my goodness, that was horrible, you know? First number of times sharing the gospel, Right. Um, it's like how how much have we grown by just messing up and, and doing it over and over again, right? And learning and having people coach us along the process, right? And so we need to we need to give people the space to do that, right? Like again, give them responsibilities. Yes, it may take a little more work right now. They may not be as good as I am, um, but I'm walking with them so that they can. It sounds like you're Hey, first, it sounds like you personally, Brian, are a patient person, but but you're also, I think, intimating that to to have if time is involved in disciple making, as you say, there's, I mean, patience is not just a virtue; it is one of the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, how does patience play into being a disciple maker? Yeah. So think of Peter, Simon Peter, right? Um, Jesus, when, when he first meets him, when Andrew brings him to Jesus after Andrew spent a night with Jesus, um, Jesus looks at him and says, you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be Cephas, which means a rock, right? What Jesus is saying is 
you are who you are right now, but this is not who you're going to be in the future, wow. right? He he's makes him into a rock, right? Hmm. Not not right now. He doesn't say you you are a rock right now. He says you shall be Cephas, right? And for three years, Jesus is fulfilling that promise. He is making him into Peter, a rock, right? Now, does Peter screw up along the way? Yeah. Sure, you know. Peter sees Jesus walking on the water, you know. He's like, man, I want to be with Jesus. He's eager. He's, he, he's desiring to be with his rabbi, with his master, right? So he steps out in the water, right? But then he thinks about it. He's like, oh, I've, I didn't take this class before, you know. <laughs> um, and so he starts to sink and he cries out, help me, right? And Jesus pulls him up out of that water. When, you know, Jesus uh, uh, tells them, you know, uh, tells Peter, he warns him, he's like, you're going to deny me three times. Peter's like, I will never deny you, right? I don't think he was lying at that time. He just, he really thought he would never, he thought he was above mm-hmm. that. He was beyond that. Jesus, you've been walking me for three years. I, I got this, right? I'm not, I'm not going to deny you. And a little servant girl, right? Aren't you one of his disciples? He's like, no. Nah. And three times he denies him, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, when the soldiers come to get Jesus, there's a legion of soldiers, Right? Like hundreds of soldiers coming to get Jesus. There's 12 disciples, right? And he thinks that I'm going to pull out this little dagger from my coat, right? And, and I'm going to stop these soldiers. And, and he doesn't even go for the sergeant, right? He goes for the, for the slave, the servant, right? He cuts off his ear. He doesn't even like go for the heart. Like, like yo, if you're going to kill somebody, don't cut the ear right, off, right? What kind of tactic is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Simon Peter, right? Who even three years in does not look like a rock, rock yeah. right? Wow. And then, you know, obviously Paul has to confront him in Galatians, right? Um, because he's sitting down with, with Gentiles, and then when the Jews come, he moves tables, right? And uh, Paul's like, yo, that's not gospel, you know? Um, so I know God's patience with me, you know? Um, and that helps me, you know, to, to be patient with others, right? Knowing that sanctification is a process. I've been walking with Christ since I was like 12 years old. So, you know, 34 years approximately. Hmm. And there's some sins and idols that, that God has totally removed from me that I used to struggle with. And there's others I'm like, I'll never become victorious over this fully. You know, I keep falling into the same stuff, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, God is patient with me to to make me into who he's making me into, right? And uh, I may go to the grave with some of those battles, right? Not fully being one yet. Mm-hmm. I'm in, in, the, in the flesh, right? In, 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 in this realm, but, but spiritually, Christ already defeated it, right? Um, and so that's what I hold on to with other individuals. It's like, yeah, man, we've had the same conversation over and over again. I've warned you about this. <laughs> you keep doing it, you know? Man, God, you do the same with me, mm. right? Mm. All this built on a very durable Savior who, mm. like you said, is patient with you. So I love how you will start the question with Brian's patience. And Brian, you end us on the patience of God with you. Mm. Yeah. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Because of what is discipleship, in other words, but 
taking up one's cross and following Jesus. So to describe it in other words, biblical words, what you're saying is, watch me. Come, come and watch me as I'm taking up my cross. So yes, it is. there's content to the gospel, but there's also a cross to bear before we get to glory. That's good. That's that's the kind that's the stuff of of the enduring, never changing gospel, right? Yeah, amen. Brian, given everything that you just said, what kind what kind of words of advice would you give to the average church in Chicago to say buy into this vision of discipleship? Maybe where do people tend to struggle within a church context? with what you're describing. Yeah. I think for so many of us, right, the pastor is so eloquent. The, the, the pastor knows his Bible inside and out. So for the average person in the pew, it's like, I'll never know the Bible like that. I'll never be able to share the gospel like that. I'll never be able to do ministry like that, right? And so let me serve in the children's ministry. Let me usher. Let me, you know paint the church, whatever, hmm. you know, I, I, can, I can do, right? And let's leave the ministry for the pastor or the pastoral staff, right? And the, the reality, again, God equips certain of us in, for certain roles and certain responsibilities, right? We, we need pastors who are faithful and who know the scriptures and, and uphold it and so forth. But we need to continuously encourage our members that, uh, in Acts 4.13, when, when, when people looked at the apostles, they said they were unschooled, ordinary men who had been with Jesus. That's the key. People, if we equip our people to be with Jesus, not just on Sunday mornings, but throughout the week, be with Jesus, pray, fast, meditate on scriptures, right? Read, study. Um, like that, the Spirit of God is going to do a work by himself, right? Um, and then just encouraging people with like small things. Again, it's, man, maybe we've never shared the gospel with someone else, you know? So it could be very intimidating, right? Um, well, come, come with me as I sh- share the gospel and just watch, watch me and listen, right? Um, next time, you know, I'm going to bring you with and I'm going to ask you to share your testimony and then I'll take it from there, right? Then the next time I'm going to start by sharing my testimony and I want you to share the gospel, right? Baby steps, right? We need to to help the people in our pews, right? Know baby steps that they can take, not not push them beyond what they're capable of, right? This one makes a good teacher, in, in a school setting, right, is that a teacher sees the whole year as their goal, right? How do I get students from A to, to Z throughout the year, not in a day, right? Mm-hmm. And so as, as church leaders, you know, I, I, I would say let's, let's think through processes to, to help them with the baby steps, right? But for, again, the, the, the church lay member that might be listening to this, um, again, you have everything that you need for life and godliness, right? Amen. 
Um, you have the gospel that saves, that sets free, right? You, you have the spirit who lives within you. Um, you have the word of God that, that has been given to us. Um, let's, let's not minimize what God can do through a small shepherd boy, right? Um, through a man who was a murderer and can't speak without stuttering, right? Mm. Um, whom Paul, I mean, Peter, right? Who again is, uh, can, can be a little impulsive. He's unlearned right? and abrasive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, God doesn't need us to be perfect, uh, but he needs us to look to the perfect one who will empower us uh, to 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 share his good news. Amen. Mm. Well, let's say someone's listening, Brian, to the longevity episode and to this one on durable discipleship. They want to just find out more about you, your ministry, ministries. Where where would you point them to? I think the quickest would be LegacyDisciple.org uh, or if you're on social media, uh, Facebook, you can find me, Brian Dye, D-Y-E, um, or Instagram, uh, Vision Nehemiah is kind of my my Instagram and, and Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we hope that some of you do check out further what he's doing. It, it's a privilege to be a co-laborer in the gospel Amen. with you it is. in your city. We, uh, we feel like the ones who, uh, yeah. I've, I've learned, learned a which, lot today. Yeah, amen. Um, so hopefully we can have you on, on someday. Actually, we should have Heidi on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, we might have to pay her more. Right, right. Yeah. Buy her lunch and dinner. Yeah, and a Sox game and a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, good. Well, yeah, thanks again, Brian. Will you will you pray for our people at Addison, for the Christians in Chicago, just the prayers that you find yourself praying for for the, the men and women who live with you guys and just for the Christians you love in Chicago? Mm. Yeah. God, we, we thank you uh, that you did not uh, turn us away uh, once Adam ate from that fruit, that you did not turn me away once... I came out of the womb uh, full in my sin and iniquity. Um, but Lord God, you have embraced me. You have loved me. You have showered me with your gospel, the good news that sets free, that that delivers. And God, I, I thank you that you have done that for millions upon millions and billions of people throughout history. Lord God, you have saved the the most wretched sinners and you have used us, Lord God, for your kingdom purposes. So Lord God, let us not sit idly by waiting for the second coming uh, for an eternity in glory while we're missing the glory right here and now. And so your prayer, uh, I pray it would come true, that your kingdom will come here in Chicago as it is in heaven. So give us today our daily bread. Um, God, give us what we need to bring about your kingdom uh, so that others, Lord God, may see your glory and may worship your son, Jesus Christ, who is the lamb who was slain uh, mm. for 
for me, for us. We pray, Lord God, that every knee will bow, every tongue confess. Right now, today, Lord God, um, in Jesus' name pray, amen. Thanks for joining the conversation on Chicago's Gospel Podcast. If you're benefiting from these conversations, consider sharing this podcast episode with a friend or neighbor. We would also love to hear about topics you want to discuss. So reach out to us with your ideas at gospel at ASCCChicago.org. Until next time, remember that Christ's unchanging gospel is transforming your life in an ever-changing city.